Hi everyone, my name is Philip Bulanov and I'm here bringing you another episode of a Turo experience. Now, if you're a Turo and or get around owner, which is probably why you're listening to this uh, podcast right now, and you would like to increase your revenue, client satisfaction, and all this while minimizing your stress and time that you put into your business, you should definitely check out StreetSmarts. StreetSmarts is an automation service for messaging, extensions, and smart pricing. Check out the link in the description below or visit the website directly at streetsmarts.io. Enjoy the podcast and let me know who's the next person that we should be interviewing. And today we're going to be interviewing Lettuce. So she's an amazing owner that was in Colorado, then moved to Chicago, then back to Colorado. And, you know, she'll be sharing a lot of her experiences uh, through through the following uh, 15, 18 minutes or so. So enjoy. Cool. So, um, all right. Now, I guess I, I have a few questions for you. Is uh, one of my first questions that I, I always love hearing is, uh, how did you get started on uh, on Turo? And I, I want to just like specify this a little more. Not like your first car where you thought, hey, let's give this thing a try. But essentially, like, when did you realize that, hey, this is a viable thing, and let me get a car like either specifically for this, or let me put my car full time on it, type of thing. Yeah. When did that uh, happen? Yeah. Yeah, I've been on tour for I think it's about nine months. Okay. At this point, so I started. Um, I've actually known about Tarot for like two years, mm-hmm. and I just never took the leap. And finally, last year, when I was out of like my full time job, I was out mm-hmm. like on a medical leave for a few months. Um, I needed some. T- I needed something to occupy my time essentially. So, um, I, you know, I was doing some research on YouTube and you know, um, like mm-hmm. Reddit and blogging sites and decided to just take the leap. Mm-hmm. I knew like for me, I've never been one person to have one stream of income. I've always, since I've, since I've been able to have had multiple streams of income. And mm-hmm. at this point, like I wasn't driving to work every day. I literally was kind of like homebound. So I was like, why not like finally put my car in tarot where I don't really need it, my personal car. Mm-hmm. So I took the leap. So, um, and I've never looked back. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's kind of why I, I jumped in because I knew I wanted an additional stream of income and I didn't want to drive Uber and Lyft anymore just mm-hmm. based off of like, I felt like the return on investment just wasn't there, mm-hmm. um, especially because I'm really particular about my time. So yeah. I figured, you know, why not, you know, try something that is a little bit more passive. Granted, I always tell people it's not really that passive as they mm-hmm. think it is. You can make it as pretty passive but for me i still wanted to be hands-on but without having to physically be with customers and um all day every day so Mm -hmm. i took the Mm -hmm. leap in uh september 2017 okay okay cool and like so now you're you're what you're at two cars did you have did you ever have more than two cars no Um, no so i've been kind of slow to grow compared to some of our peers yeah um, online and that's just by choice um just making sure that you know, it was really a viable option for me, but currently I am looking to expand. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did buy a second car just for Turo that does phenomenal here in Denver. So mm-hmm. um, it's, a, it's a hatchback Chevy Sonic, and it does really great. Okay. Um, some of my customers take it to the mountains. I don't always recommend that because it's a small car, but right. honestly, I've gotten rave reviews from it. It's great on yeah. gas. It gets like 35 miles per gallon um Uh so it does really great on gas and honestly it's very economical for a place like here in denver where things are like very very spread out yeah yeah yeah, yeah. no because obviously that's that's one thing i think a lot of people have to have to look into 
um, mm -hmm. you know, when you're setting up your tour business and you're choosing your next car is like, what does your market want? You exactly. know, like you have to do like, I, I'm assuming you made some research on this, like, and like, let's say you'd um, like right now you're telling me you you want to expand and you want to move forward with something else. Like, how would you, how would you determine what would be the, like a good car to get moving forward? Like, what would be the characteristics that you're looking into a car at this point? Yeah, so it's mm -hmm. really, honestly, that's part of why I've been very slow to expand and um, add additional units. And this is why, because a place like Denver, uh, we have there, we have all four seasons here. So mm -hmm. you have to be really mindful of the type of vehicle that you put out because, um, granted, a sedan does great for, you know, six or seven months out of the year. But you got to think about the other, you know, three or four because we do have winter here and we do live right in the Rocky Mountains. So um, that customer base is going to really be looking for an SUV with four-wheel drive or all-wheel drive. So um, I've really tossed up you know, my options. And honestly, so far, sedans have really done great, um, especially mm -hmm. if you have here in Denver, um, the snow and mud um, tires, um, mm -hmm. you're you're pretty good there. So, uh, but then on the other side, a lot of customers, they don't really know the difference. So they just, in the winter, they're looking for just four-wheel drive. So right. you really have to be knowledgeable about what type of unit that you're offering mm -hmm. um, to your customers and I think I'm going to move forward with adding a few sedans mm -hmm. um, to my fleet because I figure sedans I will be able to get a little bit more use out of it all year round compared mm -hmm. to paying up for an SUV which might only be useful for three or four months of the year um, right. for my customers so I okay. really kind of owned in on that and uh -huh. there's people here in Denver that specialize and only have like an all you know, SUV fleet, uh, mm -hmm. but that's just not where my uh, scope of clientele is headed. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay, cool. So, yeah, all right. That that's definitely interesting. Like, uh, you know, especially dealing with seasons, I think very few owners actually have this problem um, in yeah. general. Like, you know, having uh, having having to think about like what what clients are looking for and. Mm -hmm. Like the different types of vehicles, how well they would do in your in your area, um, but like you said that your 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 Sonic is doing fantastic, which is like mm -hmm. it's a tiny car. Like I, I I know a few people who have them, and like they're ridiculously small, and although yeah, they're, they're light, uh, <laughs> you know they're light. So I guess you know whenever you're in mud and you're you're in snow, you're at least not sinking in. You're like on skis, right. I guess. Yeah, that's what it feels like. Very <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. But like. I, I guess that's a better like return on investment overall. Like even if uh, if you're like in an area that is snowing and everything, right? Yeah, definitely. I probably wouldn't have a Sonic in Chicago. Mm -hmm. Um, that's where I'm from. But in okay. Denver, I think it works because of the way our snow falls. Mm -hmm. um, typically, okay. I mean, we will get a snowfall. You know, one day and the next day, the snow's literally all melted the next day. So, mm -hmm. um, it gives you know options to my my clients. Mm -hmm. my customer base so um because the snow just does not stick here in the mm -hmm. mountains that's a different story but you know i market you know with even with my photos i ensure to market the customer base i'm reaching towards so mm -hmm. i have my sonic in the city in a nice mm -hmm. like playground it's in a right. playground area setting um mm -hmm. so you know that's the that's the type of people i'm marketing the type of travelers i'm marketing mm -hmm. for that specific car so yeah, okay. it's done great. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, cool. And like about so, so about cars, like have you ever had to deal with like people not returning them ever? And is that is that a fear that you have or how? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's another reason 
part of the slow growth, but I know, uh-huh. um, honestly, I know Turo's insurance is pretty great compared to a lot of our, you know, Turo's competitors. And I think uh-huh. um, as far as in the peer-to-peer car sharing space, and honestly, I don't have a fear because I know I would be taken care of, especially um, I'm on the standard protection mm-hmm. plan. Mm-hmm. with Turo so honestly I have really don't have a fear and luckily I haven't had to deal with that but I know mm-hmm. um, there are some stories out there that right you now people have had to deal with that but that's I mean you have to take risks with everything that you do so um, yeah. I think before getting into this you really got to weigh the pros and the cons of this and mm-hmm. if you're you know able to do it and I think a lot of people that put extremely expensive cars on Turo they do get a great return but um, is it really worth the emotional attachment? And you mm-hmm. have to ask yourself that because, right. this, you know, it is a business and you need, should run it as so. Mm-hmm. And I think people get into it putting their, you know, extremely nice Teslas, mm-hmm. as you would know, um, oh, and I things know. like that, yeah, <laughs> on the platform. And I think um, people's emotional attachment sometimes, you know, outweighs the business side of things. Uh-huh. And I think at the end of the day, you got to make that decision for yourself and your family mm-hmm. um, if this is worth it for you. So right. um, I'm able – I've never been a car person, so I'm able to separate my emotional attachment mm-hmm. um, from a car. So yeah. So yeah. I guess I guess that that answers my question, which is like you're not using any tracker devices or stuff like that. Like you just don't um, care. Actually, I do have a tracker. Oh, on okay. My, my Sonata. Okay. Um, just because that was my personal car, and I was driving it like mm-hmm. um, for a bit of time. But now I have both of the cars on there full time. Mm-hmm. But I was driving it at some point in time, so I just kept it on there because it was my personal car too. So mm-hmm. I would have it on there for, you know, the weekends and things. And I would just yeah. go around town. Mm-hmm. So I would still make more money by doing Turo than mm-hmm. having to pay Ubers to do the few errands I had on the weekends. Right, so. right. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I yeah. still have it on there, but I'm actually going to be removing it soon. Okay. Because okay. the, the cost isn't there. Okay. Me. All right. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. And, like, let's say, uh, so, so, like, how do you handle, like, I guess, handoffs and, like, just, in general like do you have a system in place and by system like it could be anything it's just a series of like setups like i've heard all kinds of situations with this you know yes like do you do everything manually do you meet people do you do like lock how do you how do you handle this yeah so um here in denver we are very spread out as far as the location of the airport which i would say like 80 percent of my customer base comes through the airport um, mm-hmm. So I actually have a local connection here at one of our parking garage lots mm-hmm. here. Okay. And I have a valet system set up. So essentially okay. I use a valet system um, and I do incur part of the cost. So um, I do incur part of the cost um, and charge a lower delivery fee mm-hmm. with my cars. Um, so yeah, I have that set up here. I don't want to give all the details, um, but I do have a valet service set up and I hand off all the directions to my runner. Mm-hmm. My renter is in a very specific format and I've had no complaints. Mm-hmm. Um, and it honestly works really great because um, as we know, flights are always, especially coming into Denver, are always delayed because of weather yeah. and the mountains. Um, and I mean, I work a full-time job at this mm-hmm. point, so I, I just yeah. don't have the ability to meet my, my clients and customers mm-hmm. at any time of day, but it okay. gives them the option to still be able to, you know, rent my mm-hmm. cars okay. at any point that they need. So right. um, it works out really great for me. So yeah, so you essentially like you don't really see your cars, right? Between uh, right. between rentals, okay. No, so I do check on my cars between every rental um, mm-hmm. to check on them to make sure they're clean, full of gas, yeah. there's no mechanical issues. Okay, um, you know, typical oil changes, brakes, mm-hmm. all that. Obviously, you follow all that 
follow up with all of that consistently. But I do check on my car after each rental just to ensure the safety and my standards are met when handing off to a new runner. So mm-hmm. I think that's, you know, super crucial because uh, with zero policy, you have to, you know, take pictures and all that within 24 hours or you're not going to be, you know, um, bi- liable for, or sure. you're not going to be viable for yeah. the insurance. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I think it's, regardless, I think it's important. It's an asset that you need to take care of. And, um, okay. You know, you want to give the same customer experience each and every time. Yeah. Yeah. So you essentially like the valet just gives the keys to the to renter, right? They're not taking any pictures. They're not handling any of that, yeah, right? So okay. I okay. Ask them to take pictures, um, and all of that, and so follow the protocol. But yes, they get a code for me at mm-hmm. the beginning of the rental, and they can they only get it up to one hour before, because mm-hmm. um, that's when the insurance will kick in before the rental. Sure. And yeah. then um, I ask them to send me basically the exiting receipt of the parking, and mm-hmm. they're good to go. Okay. Um, they follow the same process to return it, and they send me the code, and then mm-hmm. that code I give off to the next runner. Um, okay. So, yeah, so basically okay. that's how that works. All right, that's, yeah, that's interesting. Um, yeah, so, like, I guess, I, I guess moving, moving in that direction, like, what was, what was the thing that, like, surprised you the most, like, about, about the whole business, like, from, uh, Honestly, from, from what you've been doing it so far, like, and, I know you've been slower at growing as than I guess you expected or you wanted. I mean, you moved yeah, back and forth, honestly, right? That, that's crazy. <laughs> I had a move in the middle yeah. of all of this and then also um, really trying to decipher if I wanted to go more of the financing option or cash. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. It's really difficult to come up with the cash flow for a car. I mean, I really try to stick to cars that are, you know, four to five years or mm-hmm. newer, um, yeah. just based off of my personal preferences. Um, and I think that's been part of why I've been slow to grow but mm-hmm. I think the most surprising thing is like how much like money you can actually make on this platform right. if you're diligent enough um, because um, I've had some really 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 solid months which mm-hmm. I'm like super I've been surprised by and mm-hmm. I think um, if you put in the work you'll get the return that you're expecting and there mm-hmm. are going to be slow times of year that's just how travel works but right. um, I think that it was been really surprising to see what what you could really do with you know an app from your phone essentially. Mm-hmm. So yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so yeah, so you're like you're, you're financing most of your cars because you want to keep them like slightly newer and I guess not yeah. have to deal with. Um, is does that is that relate with the type of renters that you're that you're looking yeah, for? Yeah, I definitely think okay. so, and it gives me a one mm-hmm. up on the leg of some of my competition here in Denver. Mm-hmm. So uh, okay. yeah, so I think that's really for me for. For safety reasons and, and all of that, and just my <laughs> peace of mind, mm-hmm. um, it's just been much easier to do it that way. Okay. So. Yeah, and so I guess what what would be your t- like your ideal customer? Like who who's your who's the person that you when you see that reservation come in, you're like, oh yeah, great, this is fantastic. Like, yeah. what what makes you happy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, long rentals make me happy because that means more income. Um, okay. But honestly, I just look for somebody. Um, I know a lot of people get nervous when they see um, customers that have no reviews. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, you have to think we've all been there. And sure. uh, yeah. somebody took a chance on us. So mm-hmm. honestly, I get really excited seeing new runners um, mm-hmm. because you're able to really give them you know, that great experience that we all talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, so I get excited for new runners, long-term runners. Um 
just honestly, I just get excited when I get a booking in general. So um, <laughs> cause that, that is getting me one step closer to my goals. Um, sure. So and that, you know, keeps me excited. So yeah. I think you, people need to go into this with an open mind and uh-huh. know that there is, you know, different client base and different customers for everybody. Mm-hmm. And there's all, you know, a piece of pie that, you know, we can take a part of. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Cool, cool. And like, so moving forward, so you're you're looking at securing more uh, more financing to to get like another car. And I think it it should kind of snowball if uh, if you know you keep doing you you keep playing your cards right and doing the things right. Um, so where where would you see yourself like in I don't know in three years time, for example? Oh yeah, yeah I definitely plan on being full time entrepreneur and having Terrell um, be a big part of my income. Uh, mm-hmm. I definitely see myself with anywhere from 10 to 15 units okay. uh, vehicles. And I think it's, anything's possible. Um, so I think you just have to stay diligent and um, committed. But I think that's definitely where I see myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and like when you're saying 10 to 15 and that like I'm, I asked you the question like in three years time, like I'm not saying yeah. that this year, right? I'm, I'm saying like 2021. Yeah. Um, so you're like, would you be considering like getting more people or just, you just want to, you want to keep it 10, 15 because you want to handle that's like all on yourself and you know, yeah. without, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think honestly, I guess I was thinking a little bit more less long term, but honestly mm-hmm. the growth, the opportunities are endless and I can see mm-hmm. myself with, you know, a full size fleet. Um, mm-hmm. it just all depends on the capital and depends on where I'm mm-hmm. at in my life. Right. Um, personally and you know professionally yeah. i know that entrepreneurship is for me but mm-hmm. i definitely can see myself with 30 40 50 cars that you know again and the opportunities are endless so yeah, yeah i definitely can see myself in three years with you know a small staff and uh-huh. moving forward <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah because i think i think that's one that that's one thing um that people are, are facing as, as you grow a little further i mean you've had this helper person right when you moved uh, when you moved briefly to chicago right yeah. Yes, out here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I, th- I think like having somebody help you here and there for like, I mean, you don't have to really do deliveries, from my understanding, because you have like your valet lot. That's kind of like a delivery. Right. Yeah. It is. Yes. Uh huh. Okay. So, and like, but you still have somebody helping you out from time to time. Like, I, I, yeah. What, what's your, what? Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I think currently, I, I think honestly, I could manage it all the way up to. 10 to 12 cars but mm-hmm. at this point um, I know a lot of people get nervous to ask for help mm-hmm. I do not do the maintenance on my cars because I don't know anything about cars so I get I outsource all my maintenance obviously but as mm-hmm. far as the day-to-day managing um, I think one person with a full-time job it's difficult but um, I think I could successfully manage probably four with a full-time job but without a full-time like nine to five definitely mm-hmm. in the you know 10 to 15 but i think once you hit that point um, mm-hmm. it just gets to become too much and i think mm-hmm. to provide you know world-class customer service and also mm-hmm. ensure that your vehicles are safe sound and maintained yeah um i think you definitely have to hire help there's no way around that so, mm-hmm. okay yeah. okay cool yeah so i think look I, I think we did a good coverage on on everything and you've you've answered the, the thing i usually close with which is like what would you tell people and i think you've kind of said like really look if you can separate yourself physically and like not care about it right that's that's i think i guess that's the biggest piece of advice that you can give to someone who's yeah. who's like starting out right it's yeah i think that's the biggest piece and um 
like I said, for me, you just have to emotionally separate yourself Mm -hmm. and you can't track every move. You have to think it's, it's a car that's being shared among Mm -hmm. your peers. So Mm -hmm. you have to just let them do their thing and let the insurance take care of you. But you also on your end have to make sure that you're doing your part, making sure your car is safe, making sure Mm -hmm. your car is maintained, making sure that you are, you know, taking, following the rules, take the pictures 24 hours before and 24 Mm -hmm. hours after end of trip. So Mm -hmm. Turo lays it all out for you. You just have to follow the rules and the instructions mm-hmm. and uh, make you know make solid relationships in the community and I think you'll be set. So thanks everyone for tuning in for this one. I really hope you appreciate it and were able to take something out of this for your personal business. Now please do leave me some feedback. I would absolutely appreciate knowing everything that you loved, everything that you hated and that's pretty much it. So have yourself an amazing day and see you next time. Talk to you next time.